Welcome back to the Logos of Experience and Truth podcast, where I unlock the mysteries of the beautific vision of God. This is going to be the sixth and hopefully final episode of this mini-series focusing exclusively on creative thought, manifestation, law of attraction, and the secret. What I will discuss today, I think I'll try and at least get into some of the Star Wars Jedi Sith stuff because that's kind of the same idea. Obviously a very modern sci-fi version of this, but still essentially the same in the use of the Force. But if you read the title of this, then obviously you understand that in trying to formulate my ideas around the use and or lawfulness and or destructive nature of utilizing this creative manifesting law of attraction type of imaginative give me what I want thinking, you have to stop and look at the areas where Jesus uses this or at least question, was that the same thing or was it something different? The clearest one for me at least, would be changing of, I can't remember the number, three fish, five bread, or five bread and three fish into enough to feed the multitude, the 3,000, the 5,000, whatever the number was. I've said prior, these types of details, I don't really remember. I can remember the story, though. Did Jesus utilize the same type of creative thought that we've been discussing? to bring that about. Now, the first thing that should pop into your mind, especially if you're a Christian, is, yeah, but he's Jesus. He can do anything. He's God. He's the Son of God. But the whole mystery of Jesus the man, when you at least do your best to try and separate Jesus the man from Jesus the Son of God, is that Jesus the man was entirely obedient to the Father. And yet there must be something different that's occurring in the feeding of the multitude or in the healing of the sick and in the miracles that are attributed to Jesus versus creative manifesting thought, because that would imply, in this case, for instance, that Jesus knew there were only going to be three fish and five loaves. Jesus knew ahead of time that there was going to be three to 5,000 people there and that they were going to want to eat. Because the only way that this creative thought works in the case of Jesus in this parable story is if he knew ahead of time that this was going to happen, and thus had been meditating on manifesting fish and bread for these number of people ahead of time. We have no sense of that in the biblical text. It's more the complete opposite reaction of Jesus, that he wasn't expecting such a large crowd is the greater sense, or at least he's in awe at the number of people there. Or That's always a sense I got in reading the parable stories that have to do with him in crowds. He's eager to engage once he sees them, but it's almost like he didn't really think that many people were going to show up or something like that. So if you've understood what creative thought is, this focusing on some type of a desire, some type of influence into physical manifest reality through one's thinking, thought, meditation, focus, imagination alone, 
that process is most definitely not what Jesus is doing here or in pretty much any of the miracles unless we suspend the story details that were given and instead say that Jesus did utilize the power of God since there's times where he knows the future especially when it comes to his crucifixion he always seems to know that but then he also doesn't seem to know what is going to happen like one of the things i've always felt is it seems like there was always still options especially from us for us there were always options and choices that we could make but he knew what was going to happen like he knew it was going to most likely go this direction but he was still holding out that it wouldn't. Maybe some people would make a different choice or something like that. Like Pontius Pilate, he didn't have to buckle under the weight of the crowd cheering and demanding the crucifixion. And he could have said, no, I'm letting him go instead of Barabbas, right? So, I mean, you know, I mean, you can imagine all this kind of stuff all day long, right? All the different things. And did Jesus know this or that was going to happen? And I just don't think that in our particular case of creative manifesting thought as in all the stuff you see online of how to make or bring or manifest a million dollars or winning the lottery or whatever in that vein, that that is not what Jesus was doing. Now, obviously, you can get into more depth of that of, well, what does Jesus if we look beyond the traditional idea of Jesus as an actual man, Jesus as the Son of God, if we look at that and interpret it in a more personal sense of, well, what does Jesus represent for us as a reader or experiencer of the story in the gospel? Well, then Jesus represents, for instance, I spoke about this in my podcast episode, The Logos of God. Jesus represents our true self. Now, obviously, that still implies that you believe that there is something within you that is true versus not true. That implies that you have seen inside of yourself that there are aspects to your mind and personality and thoughts that feel like they are not you, even though they are occurring in your mind, in you, but that they feel not you, like they were implanted within you in some way. And thus, only if you've determined that would you even be able to probably consider, well, if there's this false self, then there must also be this true self, which is the law of correspondence or duality, that which is on the left has to be on the right. It's one of the ideas of the devil. If the devil is real, then God must be real. It's one of those paradoxical methods of understanding something in a deeper way. As long as you can use the mental alchemy skills of going from one side of the pole to the next in the law of polarity. Perfect segue into talking about Star Wars and the Jedi versus the Sith. Let's see, today's date is July the 2nd. Finished watching the Obi-Wan show. Much better than that train wreck that was Boba Fett, but seemed kind of low budget, right? I mean, I know it's a television show. Seemed a little bit low budget. 
in some senses and others it seemed like it wasn't but I enjoyed it because I'm one of those that actually liked the original trilogy and seeing the rise and fall of Anakin even amidst all the garbage in the other movies but that particular aspect of the story I at least appreciated the attempt at trying to show somebody falling utterly to the dark side as Vader did and does in that Jedi and Sith idea if you go to those original prequel movies the way that Obi-Wan and Anakin speak of the use of the force especially Anakin when he's speaking to Emperor Palpatine before he's the emperor they're in that weird music ball opera thing and Anakin is trying to make the case that the Jedi don't use the force to find power, that they use it to be selfless and to help others, where Palpatine counters and saying that they do and that it's no different than the Sith. It's just the Sith embrace that aspect of doing for themselves as well as whatever else it is that they want to do. So an aspect of this creative thought manifestation can be derived, of course, from examining the Jedi versus the Sith in Star Wars. As long as you're looking at the use of the Force in the same manner, that using the Force in a selfless way probably won't bring about any negative repercussions upon you. But the other way, it seems to destroy any and all of those that are part of the Sith or that go towards the Sith. Gives them power, gives them wealth, but also destroys them. I think I've run out of steam when it comes to this creative thought stuff. Just really reached critical mass in my mind. Like I said, I hadn't really been thinking about this for several months. And I was starting to feel a bit overwhelmed at all the changes and fixes and new strategies that I had to implement and come up with on building this website and fixing it and getting rid of the fat that I had on it and a different strategy on these podcast episodes. Like I said, shorter episodes versus these long, drawn-out ones that I had in the first two seasons, mainly because I was tied to the fact that I was worried about my credibility because. I'm of the old school of schooling is credibility and research and study and having a degree is credibility. Even as I've tried to purge that idea from my mind, like I said, I became disenfranchised with schooling and the pay-to-play system in this country when it comes to it. So it's still there. It doesn't ever fully go away, but that's what I was worried about in the first two seasons. And so trying to implement a new strategy here. And I think I've covered it in these six episodes now. There is just a danger with seeing that low-hanging fruit of all I got to do is think and get exactly what I want. Are there no consequences to this? And what does it mean? So hopefully I've been able to shed some light on that. If you have been in the dark, maybe you've come across these teachings, maybe you've tried them, maybe you've experienced some of that kickback, some of that, where did that come from? Some of that 
that's not what I wanted and have wondered about what it means. Maybe at some point I'll get back into this, but uh, for now, I guess I will leave you with that. Until next time.